Welcome to Toss and Shout. I'm Maddie. And I'm Emily. We are your fellow fans, your favorite theorists, and today we're going to Camp Half-Blood. And we're going to make it everyone's problem. talk about all things Percy Jackson. All things Percy Jackson. I am so thrilled to get into this with you. I have my Half-Blood shirt on. Oh my gosh, yeah, that. I'm so sad I couldn't find mine. I know, it's <laughs> so sad. I made this in 2020. That's so good though. It's on it looks really good. Like 2 days after he announced that there was going to be a Disney Plus <laughs> series. <laughs> made the shirt the tv series being announced is like literally my dream coming true because i have always said percy jackson deserves to be a series because you can't capture everything that happens in the book not even in one movie not even a little bit an hour and a half for the entirety of lightning thief i'm sorry Mm -mm. i'm sorry you're not gonna do it justice you can't you can't it deserves a tv series i mean i've also said this too like how harry potter did the movies with the same characters from a young age growing up that's exactly what I want for this TV series. Like, he's 12 in The Lightning Thief. Right. We need a young actor that we're going to grow with. Right. That people that age are also going to grow with. Because, I mean, we're in our 20s. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we can still appreciate it. <laughs> it's certainly a weird feeling to be watching the production happen on this first season and no longer go, oh, I relate to him. That's weird. Like, I I can't relate to Percy Jackson anymore. Now it's like, oh, that's our son. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is my child and I will go to war if anybody makes fun of him. Isn't that strange, the shift there? I know. It's wild. We went from having a crush on him to wanting the best for him. (laughs) He's so great. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. So I guess we'll want to talk about our history with it. Yes. We want to talk about the books. Yep. We want to talk about the first series. We want to talk about Heroes of Olympus uh-huh. and then Apollo and Magnus Chase and all that. We want to talk about the movies. Uh, we kind of have to. We're doing a Percy Jackson We episode. have to talk about the movies. We have to talk about the movies. We can also add in the musical there because I didn't know that you also listened to the musical. I should have expected that you did. But yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That should have been that should have been an expectation. We can talk about the musical and then we can talk about the TV show and the trailer that came out about 2 weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Exciting. It's going to be a good episode, I think. It's going to be great. I'm I'm so excited to jump in. Let's do it. We only have 20 characters. We have 20 characters for this hot takes, yeah. We can roll a d20. I love that. So easy. If I could just find which one is my d20. <laughs> oh, I got a 10. I got Katie. Yes. Okay, nice. 14. <laughs> oh my gosh. You were going to have fun with this. Oh my gosh. And I got Jason Grace. Amazing. <laughs> I thought it was going to be my boy Leo. I was this cl- I was one number off. Oh, Ugh. you were. You were one number off. I was also one number off from my girl Selena. Oh, I love stop. Selena. Love Selena. <laughs> I'm, I'm just laughing about Jason. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Me too. And what a shame. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> My hot take on Jason Grace is that I think he thinks he looks cool with his glasses. Because <laughs> I know it's those really nerdy wireframes. <laughs> oh, yeah. They absolutely and are. And it's just not hitting. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> 
Are they transition <laughs> lenses? Stop it right now. They are. <laughs> they are transition lenses. Holy crap. <laughs> Poor Jason. We're <laughs> the, the podcast hasn't even started and we're already roasting the crap out of him. We're already roasting him. Oh, poor I, I expected poor absolutely nothing less. Poor sweet Jason. <laughs> Katie is tough because I have a lot of headcanons and hot takes that are not from canon about Katie. That are totally from... Fanon? That are 100% from Fanon. <laughs> I, like, I don't even remember. Are Katie Gardner and Travis Soule, like, are they a thing in canon? Oh, that sounds right. It kind of sounds right, but it's in every fanfic I've ever read, so <laughs> I don't know. Right. So it's that. She is Travis Soule's girlfriend in Fanon. And in the musical, she refuses to go to archery because arrows are made of wood. <laughs> and woods are made from trees. <laughs> and she refuses to, what is it, like, participate in the harm of our arboreal friends. Correct. That is the lyric. It's so funny. It's a great line. Here's my, my headcanon hot take about Katie Gardner. She has a little bit of disdain for Aphrodite and just the general vibes of the cabin mm -hmm. but she also is like the first one that they go to when arranging flowers oh or, like i'm just imagining sweet charlie going to katie and being like um can oh you, can you make me some flowers that mean this Ow. she like knows the flower language you know i think that's so sweet wait i love that that's, that's my hot take i love that I'm, like, debating even doing another one. Maybe we'll go back to another Percy Jackson episode, but I'm like, this is such a good list. It is a good list. Let's do another one. Why not? Hey, we're going off script. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <gasps> oh, I got Drew Tanaka. I got Leo. Stop, my boy! <laughs> I got 15. My boy! <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, man. Man, it's been so long since I read the series. Yeah. Would you like to trade and talk about your boy? <laughs> You're so kind. <laughs> no, that's okay. You take him. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. This is a, actually a true hot take, like not a headcanon. Leo should not have come back. <gasps> From the dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And it's not really even a hot take. I've seen people have this opinion. Mm -hmm. It's not a sacrifice if it can be undone. Or tricked, basically, because right. he died and right. then came back. Yeah. Dang, that's a good hot take. That's an actual hot take. What we've been doing is headcanons, <laughs> but this is a hot take. <laughs> I love Leo. I'm glad he came back yeah. because I love him. But as far as narratively, it doesn't make sense that he came back. Man, that's good. Yeah, I remember feeling conflicted about that. At yeah. the end of um, Blood of Olympus, yeah. he was the last chapter, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. Coming back. I was like, what? Like, literally falling from the sky uh, to Calypso's yeah. Island. <laughs> huh? And that he's also amazing at Dance Dance Revolution. I don't know where I pulled that from. <laughs> In my head, he totally is. <laughs> of course he is. He's a Latino. <laughs> of course he is. My Latin king. He tears that dance pad up. <gasps> I love Leo so much. Oh, gosh. He's great. <laughs> I expect nothing less from a Latin king. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. I'm, like, trying to think of one for Drew. Drew's hard. Because I just remember her being, like, a mean girl. She was. Oh, you know what? She takes inspiration from mean girls. <laughs> she watched that movie growing up <laughs> and decided that was going to be her entire personality. You know, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I just... Mm -hmm. I think Drew is a really interesting character. Yeah. That could have been written more compelling. 
Mm-hmm. Like she was one, she was one dimensional mm-hmm. and she didn't have to be. And we'll definitely get into that in this episode today, talking about Heroes of Olympus, yes. because as much as I love that series, you know, we can recognize its faults and its weaknesses. Mm-hmm. All right. Emily, do you want to start us out and talk about your history with our man, Percy? Yeah, with our main man. Gosh, I was but a babe. (laughs) I was so young. I had to have been like his age when I started reading, or maybe a little bit older. No, yeah, I was about 12, now that I'm thinking about it, when I picked up the book The Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan. (laughs) I just fell in love with like the world of Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. I say now... Like, everyone says it, right? The only reason I know Greek mythology is because of Percy Jackson. (laughs) I'm an expert. I'm an expert in it. I just, I remember being on the edge of my seat reading these books and um, getting so attached to the characters, attached to the love triangle in the first series with Rachel Elizabeth Dare and Annabeth Chase. Oh, my gosh, that was crazy. And then how that all got resolved at the end, I was, like, mind blown as, like, a... What I was, I must have been like 13 at that point by the time I finished it all. Um, and I think, oh my gosh, you'll get a hoot out of this. When I finished The Last Olympian, I was so distraught that I wasn't getting another Percy Jackson series because Heroes of Olympus <laughs> hadn't been announced yet. I was so yeah. distraught that I took it upon myself to write a letter to Rick Riordan. No, you did not. With my ideas for a sixth novel. Oh. <gasps> And I don't even think I have it to, like, reference it. But I 100% thought that I was going to convince this author to write and continue Percy's story. Meanwhile, he was already on it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love that so much. I so wish you had a copy. I wish so, too. (laughs) Because that would be amazing. I've moved, like, twice since then. So it's definitely not here anymore, sadly. But I remember being like, here's where you can take it. Like, what happens to this character after, you know, the events of The Last Olympian? Incredible. (laughs) I was such a little nerd. I love that. And Percy Jackson, the first series, really was my deep dive into being a book nerd Mm -hmm. growing up. Totally. Like, it made me love reading and love storytelling. I think before I even realized, like, what good storytelling was... Mm -hmm. Um, just Percy Jackson was it for me. Yep. Basically, that was my first time ever being a fan of something. Yeah. And like wanting to be involved in it. Yeah. So that's me with Percy Jackson. Should I deep dive into Heroes of Olympus too? Go for it. <laughs> when I found out that series was coming out, I lost my mind. Yep. I was so excited because I was like, this is exactly what I wrote to him about. <laughs> This is what I wanted. He listened to me. He listened to me, Emily Rodriguez. (laughs) I also was just so stoked to be back in that world. Uh, Something about like magic and like powers and mythology was just so cool to me. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to live in that world. I wanted to to have powers too as a, you know, young child, (laughs) young impressionable child. I remember latching immediately onto Leah Valdez Mm -hmm. because he was the first real like Latino... representation i remember reading totally yeah in the books and i was like oh my gosh that's like me mm-hmm. i mean he's mexican and i'm cuban but like we all have similar cultures anyways in the hispanic community it's such a big step forward in terms of similarity and representation <laughs> you can see yourself in him way closer than you know anybody else absolutely that's exactly what it was i just thought it was it was a really cool way to bring everybody back admittedly though i was thrown at the fact that percy was not there and lost his memory, and Annabeth was going crazy. I was like, what in the world is going to happen? So, like, the entirety of Heroes of Olympus, I was 
going nuts. I was like, what is going on here? I remember going also to the Mark of Athena book tour in Miami. Yeah. Um, I made I made my aunt take me. Oh. And, um, I got to see. I ne- I never met like Rick in person, but he was there and like he was taking questions and he was like presenting the book. Mm. And at that time, it was like they were playing off of the Camp Half Blood versus Camp Jupiter kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I had to pick my side. I couldn't get both T-shirts, so I was like, okay, I guess I'm Camp Half Blood because <laughs> of the OG. But <laughs> I could have also gotten they also had Camp Jupiter T-shirts. So it was really cool. Oh, cool. Um, I don't think he signed my book though. So it's just to to see him in person. But I was going crazy for it. Yeah. I love that. Maddie, tell me how you got into our boy Percy. I would love to. I don't really remember how soon I got into it. I'm inclined to say just based on the books that we have, Mm -hmm. I have Battle of the Labyrinth and... The Last Olympian in hardback. Nice. So that's kind of how I'm gauging when I got into it. I probably got into it around, like, Titan's Curse. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And like you said, it was my introduction to Greek mythology. So I got, you know, I was really into Greek mythology because of Percy. As I'm sure many gifted kids can relate to, Annabeth was my absolute icon <laughs> and my my hero. I loved her. I mean, I it's hard to remember just because it feels like it's been a really long time for me. Same, yeah. So I can't remember, like, my exact things because I reread the series constantly. So it's hard to remember, like, my my initial reactions. Yeah. But it, it remained a part of my sort of fan identity. 100%, it was my first fandom experience. Yeah. Like, early Tumblr, early Pinterest, really. Come on, Tumblr. Oh, my god. I wasn't, like, super on Tumblr, but I was a little bit. I was I was enough to remember <laughs> Persassi. Ah! <laughs> Do you remember Persassi? Vaguely? <laughs> yes. I will send it to you. I literally have a Persassi sticker on my laptop because it cracks me up so much. It's the funniest thing. That's so, <laughs> so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so like 2011 internet, you know? Of course it is. <laughs> so it was totally one of my earliest fandoms as well. I was also so excited for Heroes of Olympus. Like this is so much fun. Oh, and yeah. then I get the first book and I was like, where is he? <laughs> Where's our man? Where's our You boy? tell me you got a new series and he's not in it. <laughs> I was told this was a Percy Jackson series. Where is he? Where's Annabeth? Where's where's oh anyone? I don't understand. I really I like I got into it. I distinctly remember the books coming out for the Heroes of Olympus series. And I had kind of stopped like reading them like right when they came out. Yeah. Um like I would get to them when I got to them kind of thing. Sure. But I remember being told, like, being spoiled about the end of Mark of Athena, and that was sad. No. So sad. That was, like, the twist of it all. I know. And then having to read it, and then be like, so what now? (laughs) Yeah, like, now we have to wait another year? Now I have to wait a year for this? Are you kidding me? Which, okay, to preface this podcast, spoilers. Oh, yeah. All of the spoilers. Just know it going in. These books are, like, a decade old at the bare minimums. I know, but still... (laughs) What if someone's like, ooh, I want to get into Percy Jackson. Let me hear a podcast episode about it. And we spoil everything. If you want to get into Percy Jackson, stop listening to this podcast and go listen to the free audiobooks that are available. They're free? Not like the classic audiobooks, but there are free versions of people reading The Lightning Thief. Makes sense. 
Yes, that sounds right. There's some on Spotify. There's some on YouTube. You can find them. I believe in you. You know, Spotify, I heard from Christian the other day that Spotify has audiobooks now. Yes, they do. I did not know that. Yeah, they actually have a pretty decent number of them. I need to start looking them up. I don't retain information well from just hearing it. Like, I either have to listen to it many times or read it. Right. And then I remember it. So audiobooks aren't ever my, like, first choice. Makes sense, yeah. I find that I just don't have time always to sit with a book. Yeah. I prefer it. But when I don't have time to, I'm like, I still want to read this. So I don't know. I think my brain is even adapted to, like, being able to retain it. Mm -hmm. Now, I do have to re-listen to it a ton, like I have done with Roll and Tell. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that's just one way. I know I know those details because I've heard it. I've listened to it. Again. And also we keep reminding each <laughs> other of it on our re-listens. That's We're true. like, hey, remember when this happened? That's true. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> Man. I mean, and I think the reason why I love Percy Jackson so much, again, like what you said, the main series more so for me, it is just masterful storytelling. Rick Ryden has such a way of actually writing a middle grade kid in a way that feels authentic. And I I could tell that it was authentic. Like it felt like he was my age when I was reading it. Absolutely. The authenticity to the characters. Yes. Yeah. I watched the first movie when it came out. I don't remember if I went to the theater or not, but I definitely watched it. Same. And then did not watch The Sea of Monsters until two years ago. Oh, so recent. I straight up refused. I saw a couple oh, clips my that were like, these are the only redeeming parts of this movie. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then straight up did not watch it. My biggest problem was that Annabeth wasn't blonde. Yeah. And that they were like adults. <laughs> that they were adults. Yeah. It was so baffling to me. And so I watched it. I watched Sea of Monsters for the first time two years ago with my younger sister who had seen it. She went to go see it in theaters. She loved it. She loves it just as much, if if not more. Oh, wow. Than, you know, just as much as me. But they changed the prophecy. They, like, changed the wording of the prophecy because the actors are so old. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. If a ha- Like, if a half-blood of the, what's the... I just Googled it, and yes, you're right. It is that. When a child of the eldest gods reaches 20, against all odds, the prophecy will come true. Like... Ugh. I don't remember that. Made me mad. I know I saw Sea of Monsters, but only the one time and it did not stick in my brain. No. So not very memorable at all. The only good thing from that movie is the way Luke says, don't walk on my roof. (laughs) It's the best part. Yeah. It's the only good part. Oh my gosh. But yeah. One of the first things that my friends and I did in quarantine was reread the series together and do a book club with it and actually like discuss it. I love that. Because they're books made for middle schoolers. We read one book a week. (laughs) (laughs) We read read The Lightning Thief this week. We read, you know. And so, but that was really fun. Like, we were doing that, and then they announced that there was going to be a a Disney Plus series, which I was so thrilled with. Oh, yeah. Every single decision that has been made has just made me more excited and more confident that it's going to be the adaptation that this series deserves. Absolutely. The one we've always wanted for these characters. And for Rick, like, I'm sure he wasn't happy and he had no control. And I know that there's definitely drama surrounding the movies. Oh, he had no... Okay, if you're Googling, he did a blog post about it and included, like, 
snippets of the emails that he sent the team who was in charge of the movies. It is brutal. He's never seen the movies. He never watched them. Memories from my TV movie experience? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> he tears into them and, and is like, you are ruining my script. Nobody will watch this. Oh, I'll read his main points. It's great. I understand that a decision has been made to age the main characters in the film to 17. As no one wants to see this film succeed more than I do, I hope you'll let me share a couple of reasons why this is a bad idea from a, from a money-making point of view. <gasps> yeah. First, it kills any possibility of a movie franchise. It alienates the core audience. Mm-hmm. And he literally just continues ripping into them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. I'm going to have to deep dive into that. If I'm remembering correctly, the reason this is available, this is possible, is because the movies were made by Fox. Disney acquired Fox a couple years back. That's right. And Fox had the rights, like, distribution rights for adaptations of the Percy Jackson series. So when Disney acquired Fox, that meant Disney now had them. And that's what made this all possible. And so just to see, like to see what he wrote them and that they just did not listen compared to him getting to be on stage, introducing the teaser trailer. Like it's just so, you know, heartwarming. What a beautiful little full circle moment there. That's so awesome. I love uncle Rick. (laughs) We love uncle Rick. Let's talk about that teaser trailer. Let's talk about the trailer. Literally, let's discuss it because I know we were both flipping out. I was losing my mind. I'm really shocked that I didn't cry in all seriousness. (laughs) I teared up a little bit and didn't actually cry. Mm -hmm. The second, I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I wasn't thinking about anything. And I heard him say, look, and I was like, they're doing it. They're doing it. I had They're to X out of Instagram. <laughs> I could not. I needed a second to breathe because he took my breath away with that one line. Look, I didn't want to be a half blood. Oh, gosh. Totally blew me away. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like happening. This is real. It was just great. I absorbed nothing in my first watch. Through. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And then Same. I had to rewind. <laughs> Be like, okay, what did I? I just missed a lot. Oh my goodness. PSA if you have Disney Plus, there's like a landing page for Percy Jackson now. Oh. And the teaser trailer's on Disney Plus. It's the highest quality video that you can see. You know, a re- it's really high def. Oh. So if you want to do a frame by frame analysis like I did, uh, go to Disney Plus and watch it. <laughs> go to your friend's account if you don't <laughs> have Disney Plus. <laughs> we're, we're here to help. I will give you my account. <laughs> go to Disney Plus. <laughs> Everybody go watch it. No, seriously. Oh, my gosh. I'm really pumped for these actors. I I think they did a phenomenal job in the casting process. Yeah. It's like it genuinely surprised me just how excited I was. Yeah. Because I thought it would be like, oh, man, like, I wonder if they're going to make their designs look a little bit closer to the descriptions in the book. Mm -hmm. But the way that they're not doing that. I don't mind it at all. No. I just, I think what's more important is, is do they get the characters right? Is this really Percy Jackson? And 100% it is. Well, and when they announced Walker, because he was first, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, he's perfect. Yes. I hope they dye his hair black. <laughs> <laughs> and give him like green contacts. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, that matters. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Annabeth and... 
Grover, Arian and um, Leah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, they could give her like blonde braids or like blonde puffs. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of like fan interpretations of like what that could mean for her. Same, yeah. And then the more that I've seen from them, the more I'm like, oh, right, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It mattered to me in the movies because they were 22 years old. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if you're going to do that, at least get their designs right. Gosh, as much as I love her and she's like gorgeous and a great actress, Alexandra Daddario was not Annabeth. No. And then Leah Leah Jeffries is talking about Walker like going out of his way to scare her during their filming and like intentionally pushing her buttons to see how like irritated she can get when they're filming. <laughs> And writing an essay when she figured out that she had gotten the part. Oh my gosh. Of like what Annabeth meant to her. And I'm like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't need great. blonde braids. You're Annabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just amazed at them. I'm yeah. amazed that that's going to be representation for so yeah. many young kids. I know. It's great. all of them. I'm just so excited for, for what's going to come out of it. I know, me too. It's so cute. And, you know, I am not, you know, the person to speak on this. But I've seen so many things saying, like, okay, I understand blonde girls are like, people don't take us seriously because people think that blondes are dumb. Mm-hmm. And people saying, like, it's okay. There are a lot of black women who would say, people don't take me seriously. There you go. And so the core, you know, motivation and conflict that Annabeth has remains the same oh. and is actually strengthened with Leah being Annabeth. Wow. I just got chills. That helped me, you know, reframe how I was seeing her. I think that was a fantastic point that you made because um, it shouldn't matter what the color of someone's skin is or -hmm. what their background and ethnicity is. Mm -hmm. If they're good, then they're good. Yeah. And they should be represented. Totally. I can only imagine, at least from my perspective as, you know, a young Hispanic girl, what seeing someone like me on the screen would have done for my confidence growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So the fact that now we get to have that and we get to see that for these little girls. Yeah. Um, I'm just so happy about it and so looking forward to seeing that. Totally. I think our lesson today is that accurate representation is very important. I love that. I think that's a great lesson. And she's also amazing. She's also just <laughs> she's amazing. So there was an Instagram live right after she got cast. She was doing an Instagram live. And people were saying, I have a test tomorrow, but I still want to watch you. And she saw that and she was like, stop watching me. Go do your homework. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, she's perfect. (laughs) She's Annabeth. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We adore Leah. We can't wait for her. (sighs) And Arian's so cute and sweet. Mm -hmm. Grover's going to be so fun to see. (laughs) I love Grover. (laughs) I love him too. It it is a big gripe. I know what you're going to (laughs) say. that Grover got sidelined. Yes! Yes! Let's talk about that. Because, oh, was he not his best friend? Best friend. Best friend, right? Why isn't he there? The trio. The entire trio. Ugh. The main trio is Percy, Annabeth, and, and Grover. And then it's like they forget he exists. Completely. He brought back Pan. He found Pan. He brought back Pan, literally. And now what we're getting instead in here... <laughs> You know, was playing his pan flute. It was like very, not to, no pun intended, instrumental in the Battle of Manhattan. Like he was a good help. Correct. Oh. I think that's one of my issues with the uh, sequel series. Mm-hmm. Was just, on the one hand, I loved 
the introduction to all the characters, the expansion of the Roman camp and the Roman gods, yes. right? That was a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. And kind of having that also be a conflict in the book between the two camps. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like it was so many characters. Yeah. So much happening. I couldn't get as connected with yeah. everything. And I felt like the story was was all over the place. It was. We got to the final battle and I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I just it didn't feel as impactful as like Last Olympian was. Uh-uh. No, 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 it didn't. The story just got spread so thin. Yeah, because you had to try to do justice to all of these characters that you've brought in. Like seven main characters plus some extra ones. Yeah, Reyna, Octavian. Yeah, oh, who else? <laughs> you know what he could have done is make the Heroes of Olympus series a seven book series and have each book be in the perspective, in a, in first person perspective of a character. That is a big brain idea. And I think you should have written it. <laughs> Darn, if only, if only I had that capability. Just because like But that's actually very good. The first the first person perspective kind of was a hallmark of the series. Mm-hmm. Of the first series. We got exactly in his brain. You got all of it. And the mm-hmm. the constantly switching perspectives mean that the the chapter names had to be the name of the person, of the character. Oh yeah, that's right. We didn't get the fun chapter names. You didn't get I accidentally vaporized my pre-algebra teacher. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen in this chapter. I need that title. <laughs> the first time that Annabeth says I love you to Percy, it's not even in her perspective. It's not even in her chapter. Rick! Come on, Rick. Rick, what? <laughs> Rick. (laughs) Rick, my goodness. I also wish that we had gotten Annabeth chapters in Mark of Athena. Yeah. From her perspective. Because everything in in Heroes of Olympus was third person. Yeah. So it's like everyone wanted to know what was going on in her head this entire time for years. Yeah. And we don't even get first person. I will say there is somebody. It is on Archive of Our Own. It's called Daughter of Wisdom. They have rewritten the entire Percy Jackson series books one through five from the first person perspective of Annabeth no they didn't it's so good (laughs) it is so good because you get to you get to be in her head with when all of this with Luke is happening oh my gosh and Dahlia coming back it's so good it's amazing I'm trying not to slam my table right now for the audio but my goodness (laughs) All the things that we're talking about, we need to link it in the episode description so people can like go. We need to have, <laughs> and look at all need this to stuff. have episode notes. Put it in the show notes. Because we keep talking and referencing and pulling things up. Yeah, I keep sending you the links, and then that's just not fair to everybody else. Sorry, y'all. I'm the co-host. <laughs> I get first priority. <laughs> but we want you to be in it, too. Yes. I would love to read that. It's such a good read. It's really, really well done. I Here, okay. We said one single thing about this and haven't come back to it in our own personal conversations. Sure. Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman. Right Percy wrong time. (laughs) Right Percy wrong time! (laughs) Poor Logan, my man. He would have been so good. I just, I look at like younger pictures of him and I'm like, oh, you're it. You're it, babe. He he was 12. (laughs) He was 12 when they filmed Hoot. So people were like, if he had filmed Percy Jackson when he was Percy Jackson's age. Like, absolute perfection. Can you imagine following the movies <sighs> and him getting older and turning into that? Turning <laughs> into Logan Lerman? 
He's ah! so handsome. <laughs> He's very handsome. That picture that his girlfriend took when they were hiking during quarantine has a permanent residence in my brain. Excuse me as I pull up my Instagram. <laughs> What's who's his girlfriend? <laughs> I don't remember her name. I'm totally blanking. It's like the picture. He has like salt and pepper hair. I'm like, yeah, you're you're just beautiful. Oh my god, he has long hair now? He looks so good with long hair. I'm shocked that you haven't seen these pictures. Oh? I feel like I'm going too deep. Oh, yeah, I'm in 2019 now. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it might have just been an Instagram story. Boo. Let me, I'll just, hang on. It's like the picture of Logan Lerman. Oh, it's Be Real time. <laughs> do you want to do <laughs> Yes! Come on, Be Real! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Smile for the camera. <laughs> Amazing. Unfortunately, I'm gonna run out of time. Be real. Literally, it just won't even load. I hate how Be Real does that. It is shocking that I willingly continue to get on this app every single day because it is a mess. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally gonna miss it because it just won't load. No, boo. Is it also your Wi-Fi? It might be my absolute garbage Wi-Fi. Um. Anyway, I'm going back to looking at pictures of Logan Lerman. (laughs) The real priority. This one. (gasps) Oh. Salt and pepper hair. Okay, okay. Speaking and of. One, and this one, this one, this one also lives rent free in my brain. Get out, Logan. You're not paying my rent. Hello, Poseidon. No, that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted to bring up, actually. I know it's not going to happen. Uh, it's not. It can't. But can you imagine, like, one, I love how supportive he is, too, on social media yeah. of this series happening. Um, two, do I want to see him as Poseidon? Yeah. 100%. Do I want to see Alexander Daddario as Athena? (sighs) I kind of do. Yeah. I am in favor of both of those ideas. Because it doesn't matter how old they are. The gods can look however old they want to look. Exactly. Hestia looked 12 most times. Like, who cares? Or nine. So it doesn't matter how old they are. I think he would be an amazing Poseidon. And that would be so nice. I also love the idea of him just being a very overworked and underpaid Empire State Building manager. (laughs) (laughs) Like, secretary at the Empire State Building, who's like, there's no 600th floor, please move along. Like, that would be amazing. That would be such a fun little cameo. (laughs) I know. I I almost like the idea of him just having a cameo. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. And also, for Alexandra, I think... I don't know if they'll do this. This has been a very popular fan concept because Aphrodite appears different to whoever she appears to because everyone has different ideas of beauty. People Mm -hmm. are like, make multiple actresses be Aphrodite. Oh. And Alexandra Daddario could just be an Aphrodite. I love that concept. It's such a fun concept. That's really fun. I remember the art. Yeah. um, Like her official character art that it was like kind of, morphing all these different like women oh my gosh i love that and percy just being like she kind of looked like you annabeth and then not (gasps) having any critical thought about what that means because why would he because why would he (laughs) poor boy (laughs) poor boy's clueless (laughs) okay i wanted to talk because we didn't talk about this um earlier what did you think of the musical i wish it had gotten more love yep I partially understand the criticisms of, like, I'm not shocked it, like, didn't sweep the Tonys, you know? Yeah. But it was an adaptation of a middle school book. Like, it's going to be a little campy and, you know, juvenile in a non-negative way. Of course. I think Chris McCarroll 
was amazing. Vocals like beyond me. You should follow him on TikTok. I do follow him on TikTok. He's so great. He's great. <laughs> he cracks me up. I'm like genuinely upset that he was eligible to be nominated for a Tony for his performance the year that COVID, like it was like 2019. And so it was the 2020 Tonys. And like so many Broadway shows has shut down. There was such a small pool to choose from. And they still only nominated Aaron Tvet. There are no musicals. Like, you could have at least nominated him, even if you didn't think he would win. Like You could have at least put him in the ring. There's, yeah. There wasn't anybody. It was like there were four leading actors that could have been nominated, mm-hmm. and they chose to just nominate one. I thought that was stupid. Very dumb. I agree. I think it was underrated. There are some songs that are amazing. Yep. I agree with all of that, actually, and I'm not surprised that we agree. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely brought me so much joy mm-hmm. in a time where I was just like, man, remember Percy Jackson? Yeah. Like I hadn't touched the series or the fan community in so long. And they're like, hey, you want to sing about it? <laughs> I said, do I? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Of course I do. And I just when I tell you, I also have that entire musical memorized and it makes me emotional. Bring on the monsters. So the the finale song makes me want to cry. Yeah. It makes me want to cry. Like I get chills. I'm like, oh my gosh. I wanted to like keep on, but it just, uh, just I don't have the words for it. It just makes me feel something, something strong. I will randomly get the campfire song stuck in my head. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> what is it? The tree on the hill? Yeah, Grover's song. That made me cry the first time I heard it. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. <laughs> it's really good. And Good Kid is amazing. I scream Good Kid at the top of my lungs in my car often. I do too. I'm sure yours sounds better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no one can beat Chris McCarroll's vocal talents. No. My goodness. Another Terrible Day is genuinely a very funny song. (laughs) It's so much fun. Like, it's just a fun musical overall. Does it need to be that deep? Does it need to be for an adult audience? No, it does not. For it to be good. No. I think it's a good adaptation of the source material. I think so, too. I think it was just a really fun stage play, you know? Yeah. I remember seeing, like, bootleg, bootleg videos of it. Slime tutorials. Yeah, slime. This is, you know, <laughs> slime tutorial, blue food, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember seeing this audience on one of the performances, and it was just full of kids. Yeah. Having the time of their lives. I'm like, this is so good for them. Like, let's not judge it just because, like, maybe it's catered toward a certain demographic. Like, let's recognize it's still being good. That's good. And, like, I feel like people who are, you know, into theater and the arts should, you know, be able to recognize and celebrate that that is a win. Yeah. If you're getting kids into, you know, theater. Absolutely. The only thing that's left it seems, yeah, is something we didn't say at the beginning of the episode, which is what Greek parent did we associate ourselves with? Oh, yes. <laughs> I want us to say it in unison. Okay. we haven't ever talked about this, but I'm very confident. I'm also very confident. All right. Count us down. Three, two, one. Apollo. Apollo. <laughs> of course. I knew it. Of Absolutely. course. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. When I was little, I was like, I am Athena because I'm smart. (laughs) And because I want to be Annabeth because then that means 
Percy's in love with me. Ah, of course. <laughs> I got Apollo. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I look around and I'm like, I took it while studying for a biomedical engineering test. Look over. I have my calligraphy supplies on the table. And I looked to my other side and my violin is right there. And I'm like, oh, it, that's all of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Art, music, and medicine. So I really am just the poster child for Apollo, huh? That just makes sense for you. Yeah. Now, you took the test and it told you that, right? I did. I took a great quiz. I don't remember if I took the test and it told me that so much as I just wanted to be Apollo's kid because I thought having light powers was cool. <laughs> it would be cool. Driving a super fancy sun chariot. I think that was my sole reason for associating with it. I love that. Oh, my gosh. You want to hear something funny, too? What? In the era of Tumblr and my 12-year-old self, right? Mm -hmm. And me being a budding artist and seeing what other people were doing. I created my own original character oh that was a Latina who was a daughter of Apollo. Yes. And I forgot everything about her, but I know that was her main thing. <laughs> and she had light powers. I want nothing more than to know about this. Oh, my gosh. I was so young. I didn't even know what making an OC was like. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. <laughs> Isn't that good? Man, I wish I had that stuff cataloged. I wish 12-year-old me knew that I would want to look back at this. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, well, if you didn't take a quiz, we should take a quiz. I think we should because I feel like, you know, we're older now. Maybe things have changed. Maybe not. Maybe things have changed. We've grown into our personalities. Yeah. Reed Riordan made a godly parent quiz that I don't think is accurate. I don't think it is either. It's very much like the Harry Potter housing test where it's just so obvious what you're going to get. Where it's like, what is your personality trait? Brave? Mean, nerdy, or nice? And it's like, okay, I know what. Do you like the beach or the library? No, that's literally a question. So I did find the one that I took that I loved doesn't work anymore, unfortunately. But the second one is all, is really great. And it actually ranks them. Like it gives you a percentage of how clo how much this might be your, your godly parent, which is amazing. Oh, interesting. I think we take this one. We can also put this in the show notes. Should we do it out loud together? <laughs> I think we should. Okay. First question. Are you a leader? Yes, no. I would like to think that I am trying Emily, to Emily, you led worship last week, and you were on an alumni voices panel for SCAB. You are a leader. I forget that I do these things. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, I actually, that's honestly something that I'm working on. It's like viewing myself how I actually am, <laughs> not through my insecurities. Yep. <laughs> We're two for two for me reminding you that you're a professional artist. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be once an episode at least. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Which word describes you best? Clever, lonely, bossy, helpful, athletic, or lazy? <laughs> lonely? That's not even how you spell lonely, which is very That's funny. <laughs> L-O-N-L-E-Y. Lonely. Lonely. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> um, I think helpful. That was also, I, I was between helpful and lazy. Not lazy? <laughs> Excuse me? I'm lazy. Let me remind you who made a data spreadsheet <laughs> and who <laughs> um, knows violin and practices it and plays it beautifully and is in biomedical engineering. Lazy? Bold of you to assume that I practice violin. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, you know okay. it. I won't, I won't click lazy. What extracurricular would you choose? Gardening slash recycling club, arts and crafts, any sport, music or none. I mean, music. 
I just I do arts and crafts basically all day, but I would want to do it also as an extracurricular. So, yeah. <laughs> Which sport would you rather plick? <laughs> what is up with these typos? This quiz was not made by a child of Athena. No, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be gymnastics or dance for me. You did dance, didn't you? I did do dance. That's wild. Not because I can't see you like doing competitive dance, but it's just so wild to me to like meet people after they do something that like define a very large part of their life yeah and not know anything about it if that was like it blew my mind in college when I would be like what do you mean you don't know that I play violin and then I was like oh you're not in orchestra like it's not part of your core reality here literally (laughs) genuinely I think I'm picking none (laughs) (laughs) no sport (laughs) they gave me the option to not play a sport I mean, I did dance in, like, elementary school, but that. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite color? Yellow has been my favorite color since, like, third grade, so. I love that. I've always loved blue. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite activity? Reading, sleeping, shopping, drawing, playing a sport. I'm between sleeping and drawing at this point. (laughs) I was like, I was like, Emily has to be drawing. Yeah, but I also love sleeping. I love sleeping. I just think it's funny that that's an activity. I know. Off that list is probably sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) What is your favorite season? Spring. Dang. I like fall. Born in April, so I've always loved spring. I was born in the the fiery Miami heat of summer, so I got over it quick. (laughs) Absolutely not. I also love that there's an option that says none. I stay inside all year. That might be my real answer, but I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to tell the internet that. It's still spring. Yeah, no. <laughs> what is your favorite style of music? Ooh, I'm excited to hear your take on this since you actively play an instrument. <laughs> I listen to pop mostly. If I'm doing something where I need to focus, I can't listen to classical. If it's classical, I will be getting distracted and trying to find sheet music for it. <laughs> oh my gosh, how <laughs> like, funny. That happens so often. <laughs> so... I'm going to I'm going with pop just because that's what Spotify tells me I listen to. That's what Spotify says. Um if I had to pick one, I have always enjoyed a smooth jazz. Yeah. Especially like lo-fi jazz, but like I don't know something about the rhythm of it just I love it. I don't listen to enough jazz, but like every time I happen to listen to it, I'm like this rules, I should do this more and then I forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you wear makeup? <laughs> The last options. All the time. Only on special occasions. <laughs> Maybe some lip gloss and concealer. Yuck. Makeup or I'm a guy. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> you could just say no. Yeah. Why make all these little responses? Why be like, I'm a guy? I'm like, that's not answering the question. I'm going to say for me, only on special occasions being the only times I like go out and need to wear makeup. Because sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm at home and I don't wear makeup. I love how I'm actually taking this question seriously. But <laughs> I'm going to say only on special occasions, I think. Because I'm very fine leaving the house without makeup on. But then I know that there are places where I want to wear makeup. That seems like only on special occasions to me. And then eye color. Oh, you're going to have a fun time responding to this last question. <laughs> What's your eye color? I don't know. <laughs> It's the way that your eye color could be three of these options in one. It's three of them. It's blue, green, and gray. Yeah. If that was mixed together, that's your eye. (laughs) I want an option that's like, it changes. Because Piper's eyes change color. That's right. I'm going to do gray. Well, mine are brown. That was a quick, (laughs) quick little brown there. That's easy. Okay. I'm, I'm submitting. All right. Let's go. Oh, 
What'd you get? I got Athena. No way. 77%. I got 86% Apollo. No! <laughs> wow. <laughs> so what are your top three? My top three are not Apollo. <laughs> uh-uh. My second one, I guess, after Athena, is 62% Aphrodite. My second one's also Aphrodite. Third one from that is 61% Demeter. Oh. I have Athena and then Demeter. Aries is the bottom for me. Aries is also the bottom for me. There's nothing I hate more than conflict. So. <laughs> <laughs> Literally same. <laughs> Apollo, for me, is 36% on this list. So he's like right smack in the middle. Really? That's so interesting. That breaks my heart a little bit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was so sure. It's okay. Quizzes are dumb. Quizzes are dumb. <laughs> Quizzes are dumb and they don't mean anything. <laughs> okay, the description for Apollo is cracking me up. Uh, your sunny nature lets you charm many people, and you are as helpful as the sun. That is very helpful. <laughs> That's you are fun. also an ace at any projectile sports such as basketball. That is hilarious because my one experience with basketball was upward sports, the like church league of uh, basketball. And I never, you got little stars for like your performance during the week and during the game. And there was ones for like best offense, best defense, MVP, most points, like all of that. And then there was the Christ-like star that meant you memorized the Bible verse every week. <laughs> Rocking a full sleeve of white stars, baby. Not a single one that was athletic related. And I memorized that Bible verse every single week. <laughs> <laughs> I expect nothing less. That's so good. <laughs> of course you did. Sports are not my thing. <sighs> You want to hear Athena's little description? Yes, I would love to hear Athena's. Your brains and talent at most crafts sometimes leads you to brag, but this doesn't stop you from shining in a chess match. That's hilarious. <laughs> Meanwhile, I suck at chess. <laughs> this was very surprising to me. I don't think I've ever gotten Athena. <laughs> really? I don't think so. I want to take the Reed Riordan one because it's like famously not accurate. Let's do it. Can we talk about this loading page and the absolute whackness of these character portraits right now? Oh, my gosh. The original character portraits. We can talk about this, too. We're so bad. Very, very. Just comically bad. But, you know, oh, my gosh. I used to follow. You know the, the artist that redid all the portraits, right? Viria? Viria. Yeah. Viria. Viria and Burge. Phenomenal. So good. So good. Also was the start of me, like, loving fan art was both of those artists. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. And so when I saw that Viria was going to read you the portraits, I lost my mind. Yeah. Like, These are about to be so good. See, this is killing me. The first question on the official, quote, unquote, official quiz, which of these is your favorite color? And then they use <laughs> the elements. <laughs> water and leaves and like metallic gold and rose petals. Boo. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm still picking blue, though. I'm, I mean, I'm picking gold. <laughs> still me. Which of the following places do you prefer? I told you. I told you it's literally a question I'm in here. Beach so or library? Dead. It's probably library, I guess, out of these options. Yeah, same. Which of these foods is your go-to? None of these are my go-to. Sushi. Yeah, actually. Shish kebab. <laughs> s'mores. Rice cake. Tuna. <laughs> barbecue ribs. I guess I'm doing the ribs. I thought about ribs. I think I'm going to do s'mores. Which of these is your favorite pastime? Not practicing archery. Oh, gosh. Shopping for clothes. 
Not just shopping. Shopping for clothes. We see you, Aphrodite. Building with Legos. Singing karaoke. My answer has to be building with Legos. I literally have multiple Lego sets. I'm going to do singing karaoke. I, you will never, ever catch me singing karaoke. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Which of these is your favorite animal? Not the chihuahua. Chihuahua. Out of these? Owl, I guess. I'm going to say chihuahua just because that made me laugh. <laughs> okay, what kind of music do you like best? Not the Grateful Dead. Show tunes. Classical. I'm doing cool jazz. Yeah. I got I to gotta go with pop again. Which of these apps would you be most likely to use? What is this? What is this? Okay. Zombie Run, City Planner, Hurricane Tracker, Love Match, Voice Recorder, Wildlife Calls. Wildlife Calls? <laughs> That's so dumb. I wouldn't use any of these. I wouldn't. Not a single one. I mean, Voice Recorder, I guess, because we are literally I get, recording I guess. Okay, right I now. guess. What is your fatal flaw? I can be moody, I can be arrogant, I can be vain, I can be too proud, I can be selfish, I tend to distrust people. I can be moody sometimes. I can be moody, but I don't think that's my fatal flaw. I clicked it, it's too late to go back. <laughs> I guess go back on this one. <laughs> mine, is, my, mine is I can be too proud, for sure. What is your best quality? Oh, this I'm creative. Hard, actually. Oh, I mean, it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard to pick one. <laughs> I'm a strategic thinker because literally I took the like Clifton, you know, the like Clifton Strength Finder test. Yeah, I took one that. Literally, that my too. number one is strategic. I'm not even surprised. <laughs> so, who'd you get? <laughs> I got Poseidon. No, <laughs> because I, I, picked water. <laughs> I picked water. I picked water. Ah, oh my goodness! Interesting. <laughs> interesting results. I don't feel like this is accurate at all. I don't. It kind of is like a horoscope where the first one we did mm-hmm. was like your sun sign. And then this, this one is like your moon sign or rising or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't oh, know that's funny. <laughs> Me either. I'm an Apollo sun, Athena moon, Poseidon rising. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> oh, that's good. Shout out to Maddie B for the idea. Not to be confused with Maddie B. Me. The one who's editing this and is my co-host. <laughs> it can get very confusing. It's funny. <laughs> Side tangent, just a quick one. Yeah. I told my mom that I was starting a podcast with my friend Maddie. And she goes, like, Matt? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, oh Maddie B. <laughs> she goes, but that's also Maddie B. Right. I'm like, no, 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 no. You this is Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't listen to rap, like, basically before college. And I had friends who got me into Kendrick Lamar. And because I am who I am, I would just pick a song that I loved and memorize the whole thing. Because that's how I consume all media, is having to know all of it. So then uh, (laughs) my friend would call me Maddie B. Raps. Stop that right now. Just when I was in that mood. In that mood. Okay, um, me memorizing the entirety of Hamilton. (laughs) That's my rap. (laughs) When I was in, we're, we're, we're solidly in tangent land. When I was like a senior in high school, I would go to like our neighborhood gym and I would put on a song from Hamilton and get on the treadmill. I have the lyrics up in the beginning and I'd say, I'm not getting off the treadmill until I can mouth every word perfectly. You're kidding. Guns and Ships was an amazing (laughs) workout. (laughs) Come on, Guns and Ships. (laughs) That's so iconic of you. I love that. Of course you would. Of course I did. It's, it's the most me thing. Love that. We love Tangent Land. We do. We solidly we, live in we Tangent We live there. 
<laughs> I am a permanent resident. We're neighbors. We are, 100%. We have like a little tunnel underneath our houses connecting them. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's where we record the episodes, is yeah. in our tunnel. Yeah, in the tunnel between our houses <laughs> in Tangent Land. <laughs> God, I love it. Oh, my gosh. That's so dumb. It's so dumb, but I love it a lot. Me too. Emily, I think that's the episode. What do you think? I also think that's the episode, and it was such a joy to get to talk all things Percy Jackson. It was. I can't wait for the series. I can't wait for more people to get involved. Yeah. So to recap our second lesson, accurate representation is important. Very important. So uh, this has been Maddie. And this has been Emily. And we will see you next time on Toss and Shout. Shout.